0: Hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcast In Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-death series of books by JD Robb. I am AJ. I'm Dan.
1: And Tara's not here. Tara's not here. She's This sick. is the first book review book review that she's been absent for, and we're very sad since, about it. Since Rapture. Yeah. She was here for Rapture, yeah. wasn't she, or was that Rebecca?
0: No, no, I said since rapture. So Oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. I see. Yeah, no. So yeah, this is the first one she's been missing for. But she is very sick. And, you know, she needs to get better. She is very sick. She can't talk. She has burnt right. types. So kinda yeah. hard to do a podcast when you can't talk.
0: <laughs> well, you like I said, you did suggest that she use cue cards and just hold up cue cards yeah. so that we can read what she has to say but yep. um she said yes, next we, week uh we can just read her notes on yeah she's gonna
1: movie. do she's gonna take copious notes and do a review so that we can yeah. review it yeah <laughs> so that'll be fun because she's very
0: upset that she can't be here because she had things yeah. to say about this book oh I think everybody has things to say about this book oh yeah oh this yeah. is one of the better books of the series in my opinion
1: I mean uh yeah i would definitely say top five
0: yeah i mean even so like portrait is the portrait is one of the better books in the series mostly due to the, the personal stuff that's going on yes Rarch's whole storyline in that right um and the um the case itself yeah eh. it's okay it's yeah. not not great but um divided this
1: case is so cool
0: yeah this the divided yeah. is good both of those it's things. just all around all yeah. around great yeah book. Yep. so um yep. so one thing i know that i haven't done the last couple book reviews uh that we've done is talk about the what i think the theme is
1: yeah yeah we haven't done that in a while what, yeah. what's up with that AJ? i don't know
0: <laughs> i you know slacking so uh but i obviously the theme of this one is trust right oh yeah because when reva ewing comes across the uh the murders
2: mm-hmm.
0: first thing she does is call the, the person that, th- that she trusts the most and that was her mm-hmm. mother her who mother. just happened to be mm-hmm. carol right and then Caro calls the person that she trusts the most, which of course is Rourke. is
1: Rourke. Yeah.
0: And then Rourke wakes up the person that he trusts the most. And that is Eve, but also it's, it's a, it's a trust thing in that. Um, I mean, at one point Rourke is saying to Eve about Carol that he trusts her to the, to the level that he trusts very few after you know everything they find out about the hso eve goes to feeney because she trusts Mm. him first of all he she trusts him with that information secondly she trusts him to kind of keep an eye on rourke like you know she wants right the other trust thing that that happens is at the end where mira and eve talk about this thing that first of all, that was the mistake in one of the other books that Eve is now having trust issues with Mira because of that, you know, because of that story that she told that Eve thinks is inconsistent and that she thinks Mira lies to her. (laughs) Yeah, it was. (laughs) I mean, we'll get there, but that has to do with trust. Right. You know, Eve's level of trust. And of course, you know, I mean, Reva trusted, uh, blair right and probably shouldn't have (laughs) probably not probably not so probably not and also there was a a moment where um i think it was after the third murder that the um the guy that delivers bodies to the morgue or picks them up yes and where they were called he was called to the tower but she said to peabody that she needs to you know be there to process this because Pe- peabody wants to go with her to the tower mm, yeah and he says something to the effect of you know i i need you here i need to know that you were you you know you're handling this i'm stuff. not i'm not like leaving you out of that i'm trusting you with this essentially right
1: yeah which that really struck me this time for some yeah. reason i was like oh that was a moment but you know it's not like over I the not- top it, it's just it's a moment
0: another one of those moments where yeah i mean she in this book yeah there were a lot of those moments and that's Mm -hmm. not something we've thought about before but as we're talking about peabody becoming a detective and uh eve kind of giving her some of the duties that she should have as a partner rather than an aide yeah and that's one of them but also going down to jamaica is one of them Mm
2: -hmm.
1: yeah so you know yeah 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 peabody in jamaica is just that whole sequence is great so great just amazing we'll get there
0: (laughs) so um as we've already said this book starts out uh it it's weird because it starts out with a prologue usually when she does a prologue you see things from the killer's point of view Mm -hmm. yep yeah that's a
1: very good point i guess i didn't really
0: Put yeah i don't together. i don't like, think yeah. we've ever seen a prologue before where it's mm-hmm. from just a, a witness mm-hmm. point of view yeah i see why she I did it that right. way yeah yeah i see why she did it did it that way because it yeah. was kind of interesting to see riva's uh state of mind mm-hmm. when yeah. she when she's going over there and um you know how she like rips up uh his jacket when she gets there and um yeah, I thought that. <laughs> so um, so yeah, so it opens where Reva's driving to her best friend Felicity Cade's house because she realizes that her husband, uh, Blair Bissell, has been having an affair with Felicity. Uh Riva is an ex ex-Secret Service agent and security expert and she gets into the house because by disabling the alarm because she helped design it design yeah. it you know so right. she knows how to disable it and which is it's stupid i'm just going to disable this all. okay but she didn't think there was murdered people in there so i guess but right. still it's yeah. it's still sketchy
1: i understand
0: yeah. she's angry you know she's not thinking yeah. that way but um but, yeah. so she goes up to the bedroom pulls the cover off of Blair and Felicity, and sees that they're they've both been stabbed to death. All she remembers is that she screams, and then she smells some kind of chemical, and then she passes out. Then right. when she wakes up, she calls her mother, who happens to be Rourke's assistant, Carol. And then Carol calls Rourke, and he and Eve drive to the scene. Yes. So mm-hmm. um, Eve processes the scene, and uh, even though it doesn't look good for Arriva. Eve kind of realizes that this may not be what it seems. No, she's you know? not buying it. She's not buying it. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons, and I don't know, I haven't really read all of the um, reviews, mm-hmm. but g- generally speaking, a lot of times in the reviews, people will go, I don't even know how she got there. I don't even know how she really, you know, mm-hmm. but in this case, there's a lot of reasons why. And one of the, one of the reasons that she gives to Rourke is because, um, of the torn jacket that Reva tore Blair's jacket, but she did it with a screwdriver when, you know, Eve was saying like, if she had a knife, if she was coming up here to this bedroom with a knife, why didn't she just use the knife? Why did she use the screwdriver? Right. That w- that doesn't make any sense at all, you know? No. So that and other things makes, leads Eve to believe that Reva's really not. Uh, not the killer. You know, not the killer right but she still has to you know process the scene and she kind of has to question reva and kind of question her heart yes and Rourke kind of comes after her a little bit because (laughs) you know she had to go after reva she had to she kind of explains it to him but um
1: i love Rourke even in this book but my god he's a sometimes he really is sometimes he is oh I just want to smack him I want to throw punch him I can say that on a podcast not on Facebook yes you can can don't say say that on Facebook don't say that on
0: Facebook also don't say men are the worst
1: men are the worst (laughs) do not ever say that on Facebook (laughs) because that's hate speech y'all gets you banned
0: so um so after she questions Riva and you know Eve and Peabody go to uh, re look at Riva and Blair's house in Queens. Now Blair is a sculptor, apparently. He does some sort of
1: metal iron metal work yeah,
0: yeah. And so they go to the house and they find a bunch of really crappy uh, sculptures, according to Eve. And they also find that the computer in the house isn't working. It's essentially been fried. Right. Yeah. Um, fried
1: is one word.
0: Yeah. So then they go to Bissell's studio. And they find his assistant. Her name is Chloe McCoy, and she's like inconsolable.
2: Uh, yeah.
0: And apparently she and Bissell were also having an affair. Because and <laughs> <laughs> because blair is a douche like He's you feel really bad for reva because oh yeah she was really in love with this guy and yeah and he turned out to just be yeah and then you know i mean later on we find that caro never really liked the guy and was just trying to be supportive and they have a little spat about that like well i never really liked him <laughs> yeah you know that is but you know so they want to get into blair's um they want to get into his studio she and even peabody but it's locked and chloe's like i don't have the key and uh so eve calls Rourke in to see if she can he can you know get into the studio and um i put here she finds more crappy sculptures lots of kinky sex toys and another fried computer
1: Lots of kinky sex toys. Yeah, singing <laughs> dildos. I have that in my notes. That's right. It was a singing dildo, and it was... Yeah. Is that even a thing? I don't... That's why I had it in my notes. Like, why? Why is that a thing? Why does this thing play five popular tunes? Or sing five popular tunes? My browser history is really going to are you googling singing dildos
0: musical i'm not saying uh, musical oh my god feel the beat of your favorite music you've got to be
1: kidding me there's actually singing dildos why would i why would i kid you about that I don't know why you would give me. About it's that. on. I Amazon. don't know why this exists. I do not know why this
0: exists. It's on Amazon and it's a bargain at one hundred and twenty dollars.
1: Okay then, I guess if it blows your hair back, y'all. <laughs> I don't know that. I mean, it seems like it's
0: just like picking up the beat of the music, not necessarily singing. So that's so weird. Here's this blog with a. Article here, seven sex toys that can sync with music. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I <cannot>. What the <laughs> hell? <sighs> I mean, sure. So okay, then. I guess it's yeah. kind of a thing.
1: <laughs> I guess. We'll we'll link to that in show notes um (laughs) and also in that scene what is work's obsession with like used sex toys because he makes a like there's some comment that he you know resisted palming some for fun like and he did that with remember we had that whole discussion back in what was it but um witness when he stole the sex toy from the actor like why do you want other people's sex toys work yeah i don't understand why That's just gross. You're a rich man. Buy your own fucking sex toys. (laughs) I mean.
0: Well, he's saying, you know, there's VR goggles. He's like, maybe we could. Right, but then later. No. I I just love this line, you know, that... Eve is telling him that the dildo not only throbs, vibrates, expands and comes equipped with hands free feature. It sings a choice of five popular tunes. And he's like, you couldn't have tried it out that quickly.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I said the unit wasn't black. He patted her knee and Rose resisting, though it was difficult, palming a couple of the goodies just for the fun of it. Dude buy your own fucking sex toys
0: <laughs> i think the whole point for him is just that eve would be like mortified and a oh. little bit pissed off that he stole something from a scene but not yeah. just that, that he stole a sex toy from the scene but you know how the, you know how he is oh he likes getting under eve's yeah. skin
1: oh yeah 100 percent.
0: yeah So when they find another fried computer, Rourke looks at it, and this is the point where he, uh, Rourke kind of explains to Eve about the Doomsday Group, um, which is a group of, like, techno-terrorists, and it's been rumored that they're working on a bug that you can put into a specific computer and that it will go uh, via the network and infect all other computers and completely fry them you know steal all the information and fry him and what he's been working on his specific company has a government contract working on kind of the block for that computer virus right so um then eve is like she didn't even know he had a government contract but um so yes she would
1: have paid any attention anyways you know (laughs)
0: Yeah, because whenever he starts to talk about his day and things that he's doing, yeah. she basically just waits for her turn to talk. She just, yeah, she just shuts down. <laughs> she doesn't care. She doesn't That's care. That's why I was like,
1: when she made that comment, I was like, really? Come on, Eve. Yeah. You wouldn't so, have given
0: a shit. So Rourke is calling this the Code Red. Eve, Rourke, and Peabody then go to Kara's house where, you know, they've released Reva and she's now with Kara. And so they go there to talk with. Carol and Reva about Bissell and a possible connection to the code red. Then they go back to the mansion and even Rourke look into the files for Bissell and Cade. They find that Bissell has a brother named Carter who's lived in Jamaica for the past several years. And then they also find out that Felicity Cade has visited Jamaica three times in the past month. So that looks a little shady. So while doing a run on Bissell and Cade, Rourke is blocked by an access denied message, and that's never good because that's like, you know, you're just issuing the invitation to Rourke, really. <laughs> yeah, you're waving. You're waving. You're waving the red flag in front of the ball. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Rourke decides to hack into uh, the HSO. <laughs> the Homeland Security, you know, because that office. sounds like fun. Well, yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do?
1: I mean, that's how we roll.
0: and uh so in doing so he finds that both Blair Bissell and Felicity Cade were HSO operatives so it's at that point that he and Eve kind of theorized that maybe Bissell as an HSO operative married Riva in order to get info on the code red so here's where Rourke kind of goes a little bit Off the rails. Goes a
1: little sideways.
0: Yeah, because he's he, you know, it's it's very clear that this is purposeful. He's like, Well, let's call it a night and you look tired and all of that. And then as soon as he puts her to sleep and she's asleep, he sneaks out and goes back to the unregistered, since he's already logged into the HSO, you know, databases. He starts looking up all of the information that they have on probably everybody, <laughs> but Not
1: everybody.
0: mostly for he and, uh, and Thanks. Eve. So what he finds is that the HSO were keeping tabs on Max Ricker, uh, who had apparently had both Patrick Rourke and Richard Troy on his payroll, And this whole thing came up in interlude where, uh, Max Ricker had, uh, Patrick Rourke involved in some kind of gun running scheme. And this is what Skinner's team was involved in. Right. And then Patrick Rourke kind of, you know, double crossed everyone and took all the money and left. So the HSO was also involved in that. And so they had eyes and ears on Max Ricker and on Patrick Rourke and on Richard Troy. And apparently they knew all about Richard Troy and that he had a minor female with him and that he was abusing her. And also that Eve eventually killed Richard Troy but instead of stepping in to help Eve, they just, yeah, they just kind of like, okay, well that happened. so somebody go in there and clean up a little bit and dispose the body and nobody after to, has to ever know about anything because yeah. she's now, you know, somebody's picked her up and now she's in the system and no harm, no foul. Right. Until Rourke so finds out think. about it. <laughs> right. So, you know, this really pisses Rourke off oh you think just a little, <laughs> just a little yeah, bit think? Yeah, just a little bit he uh, wakes Eve up and I don't know does he wake her up in the middle of the night or does he like wait till the next morning it's the morning it's early in the morning as he so often does he like works through the night yeah and yeah, comes like in, in the, in the morning. morning and wakes her up and right away has to tell her what he's found yeah and that doesn't go well <laughs> yeah we're both just like yeah uh,
1: <laughs> it's not good
0: <laughs> not good so rourke tells her he wants to hunt down the hsoa's agents involved and make them pay they have a big fight about it because eve um, yeah. you know doesn't see that it will help anything which it won't so she says to him Whatever happened to me back in Dallas, I came out of it. I'm standing here because of it. Maybe I have everything that matters to me, including you, because of it. If that's true, I'd go through it all again. I'd go through every minute of the hell to have you, to have my badge, to have this life. That's enough balance for me. I need you to think about that. And he says I will, but he doesn't. Yeah. Oh,
1: Rourke. Rourke, Rourke. Rourke. Yeah, do with you. why
0: are you this way why are you this way
1: <laughs> why are you this way I don't understand it. You why know? why are you this way Rourke so and why do you why do we love you <laughs> despite it despite it yes. because you know because we do and well because Eve you know does it. and he does so I do very but. much love that she goes directly to Feeney yeah
0: right after that
1: she goes right after this and it's like you need to stop him Like, <laughs> I, know, I don't know i, I can't do it you can do it because yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know I what she was expecting to do. That. Yeah. yeah but i also love that feeney approaches it in a way because he's just like yeah i'd love to give you a hand but right you know yeah no what makes be, you think no i won't help him yeah so yeah that whole sequence is awesome
0: yeah so eve calls a meeting with peabody mcnab and feeney and fills them in on what they have found on bissell and cade um and you know that's when she pulls feeney aside and mm-hmm. um even Peabody then brief Whitney on what they found out from their quote unquote anonymous source. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Whitney's always like and this anonymous source is reliable. Like well like yeah. Like you know who yeah. it is. So.
1: He knows exactly what's going on. But He's he can't not I dumb. guess he can't say like and how is Rourke? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Be careful with those anonymous sources. Meanwhile,
0: Rourke does a security check at his company secure comp, who has been working on the code red. And, um, he's viewing uh, videos on security cameras that are picking up on a device on re- Ewing, And he consults with his security expert, Yoshi Tokimoto. Tokimoto. And who's telling him like, this is not, I mean, that can't be like, she can't have a device on her because yeah. first of all, a, she wouldn't bring a device in.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If, if somebody slipped a device, you know, into her purse or, you know, into her pocket or whatever, then our scanners would have found it. And um, that's when they realize that maybe the device is actually internal. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then, <laughs> I love how uh, Rourke always asks Tokimoto if he's in love with Riva. Like, by the way.
1: <laughs> he's like, Interesting. I guess I haven't been paying attention.
0: <laughs>
1: he's so ridiculous. He's so ridiculous.
0: Oh, Rourke. My wife and I are having an argument, but it doesn't mean that you can't be happy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't look at us as the role models you should still go for it though <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's ridiculous he really is
0: i i appreciate that he's trying to make people happy like you know yeah you, these two clearly belong together so yeah i should say something
2: hmm.
0: so <laughs> yeah. um so rourke then calls eve and tells her he has major info and that she needs to come home when when Eve gets home, Rourke's yes, there
1: withn't that when he, they have the conversation about um her and Peabody have the conversation about espionage and how Rourke's like acting like James Bond and Yeah. And how Rourke's Rourke bonding James Bond. he's bonding.
0: <laughs> I hate bonding. <laughs> yeah, because Rourke has oh, this God. special like room that he like his um Office or something he has. A... Yeah,
1: yeah, he has it all like I don't know, like shielded and. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy.
0: He he activates silent running. Yeah, <laughs> Just like what? And what? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but he also has the super cool uh body scanner apparently that he's been working mm-hmm. on on the side. You know all that spare time that he's got. Right. <laughs> He's been working on this little project on the side with this, you know, body scanner that detects bugs inside a person's body because somehow he knew that that was going to be something that that they need.
1: Like, yeah. You know, it's a thing. I mean,
0: he's not wrong. (laughs) I'm clearly, but uh,
1: yeah. It just gets to be ridiculous. (laughs) Come
0: on. I have this little project I've been working on. <laughs> I printed it out with a 3D printer. <laughs> <and> it's now <laughs> <Yeah>, right. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh work, 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 work. So um he tells, you know, uh Reba that he thinks that Blair must have put some kind of a scanner inside of her body and she doesn't believe him and He manages to get her into this little device that he has that finds it like on the back of her neck. And it even has a little scanner that pinpoints exactly where it is. And it's like, like, yeah, makes a little mark there. You know, I mean, and then apparently they call in Somerset to take it out.
1: Which, yeah, (laughs) I don't know that I'd let Somerset perform minor surgery on me. I I
0: mean, mean, he was a
1: medical he's got medical yeah but he was like a medical tech which in my like i yeah it's like an emt they don't know how to do surgery <laughs> <laughs> how hard can it be i mean i guess
0: <laughs> he's that. He's, he knows it all yeah he's almost as as bad as rourke yeah in that department but um so as
1: rourke deals wouldn't with that, that. A, wouldn't that have been a good opportunity to bring louise in you would think but they if didn't they tell her to, what it was well, about
0: if they needed to keep it like within this small group of people and rourke had already said that he had already told somerset a little bit about the um the code red so somerset already knew that situation there so you don't have right. to explain it to somebody else and now
1: put okay, them in danger. I'm just saying that I think an actual medical doctor is a better choice to do minor surgery than somebody that was medically trained, which can mean anything from a somebody that's CPR certified to a doctor. I mean it's there's a big large umbrella. Yeah. But anyway, that's just my personal rant because I have issues with that sort of thing, so. It is fiction, so. I know.
0: (laughs) So, um, as Rourke deals with that, Eve then consults with Mira. And tells her about the HSO and about what happened in Dallas. Um... So again, you know, that's there's a trust thing there that Eve has to trust Mira with that information. I mean, she Which, didn't have to, but yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, but that's one of those things that she's gonna tell Mira that. Yeah. Mira is one of the few people that she does discuss that sort of thing with. So not yeah. happily, but she does.
0: So uh then after she consults with mira eve goes back to her office and finds another candy bar missing so there's like a you know she starts to (laughs) do some forensics on this candy bar yeah and she locks her door and then you know peabody has to come in just the you know the
1: door is (laughs) locked such a good scene has a candy bar been entered into evidence in this case
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: so yeah so peabody has been trying to get in contact with carter bissell and hasn't had any luck and it's right after that that eve is called to the scene of the death of chloe mccoy who is who was um uh, blair bissell's assistant assistant uh when eve gets there uh that she's processing the scene and she's saying it looks like a suicide but eve's not buying that and i think later morris confirms that it's a homicide even Peabody go to the blue squirrel. <laughs> Am I correct on that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> why? Yeah, for no particular reason, just because Eve felt like it, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's saying Eve couldn't have said why she picked the blue squirrel for anything resembling food. Maybe she needed to touch base with something from her old life to indulge in a few memories of sitting at one of the sticky tables, half lit on a zombie while Mavis bounced on stage, and screeched out songs for a crowd. So yeah, she's feeling a little bit nostalgic since she mm-hmm. and Merc started having this marital problem. Yeah. So they go to the blue squirrel to eat and Eve has a brainstorm. She calls Feeny and tells him to go to Reva and Blair's house and start taking apart the really horrible sculptures that he's done to look for bugs because her thought is if he's put bugs on Riva, it's a really good way to you know hide yeah. bugs i mean yeah and, and that was kind of part of the scheme she finds out later that he builds these sculptures mm-hmm. and sells them to big uh, corporations big corporations and mm-hmm people in high in yeah high up in government and they all have listening devices and uh which is pretty brilliant and think, yeah. i mean it's horrible don't get me wrong yeah but it's pretty well, yeah. brilliant and feeney says so at some at a certain point you know how, how brilliant yeah. it is but there is a moment yeah so okay so there's this part where Rourke and Feeney are looking at this sculpture and apparently his uh, Blair's stuff is just horrific yeah and nobody likes it but nobody right. wanted to say anything like Riva didn't like it Carol didn't like it nobody liked it and Rourke made it very clear that he never bought any of Bissell's stuff because he thought it was crap right <laughs> exactly and you know Feeney's like this is a brilliant way to conceal observation devices and or or Rourke says that canny way to conceal op- observation devices if that's what it's about and Feeney says Dallas thinks so and Rourke says and generally she knows what she's about and then you know Feeney's all like uh yeah she knows what she's about like you said a little nervy <laughs> right now and Rourke's like is she and Feeney's like, hit the jammer on that thing for a minute, and Rourke lifted her brow, but complied. Are we about to have a private conversation?
1: (laughs) This is such a good... (laughs) No, like, this is such a good Rourke-Feeney bromance book. It really is. On top of all the marital strife and everything else going on, it's a very... Rourke and Feeney are very solid in this book, and Feeney is very much the father figure for Eve, but also trying to help Rourke too. like, right? He's very and yeah, he's very. um, I don't know. He's just like, there's that interaction later on when they're in the lab. And you know, he's like, Yeah, you want me to say that Dallas, she's a blockhead, but then you're gonna kick my ass. So I'm just gonna drink my coffee.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, it's just great. Well, I appreciate that he does what she
1: wants him to do and kind of brings Mm. it up.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, hey, look, you know,
1: um, <laughs> yeah. But then he's also like, yeah, and I agree with you, and I, yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. It makes me feel like an asshole. But <laughs> that's so feeny. Like, I don't want to talk about feelings. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, and Rourke going like the two of you like amazing. <laughs> I- <laughs> so great. <laughs> You're aware of what happened to her with, and with her instincts, she'd know you are, but the two of you can't say the words to each other. You can't say them though. You're her father more than that son of Satan ever was. And Feeney's all like, you know, hunched his shoulders and, (laughs) and, you know, Feeney's like, if you go after him, it's going to twist her up. And Rourke's all like, I don't hear you saying I'm wrong for going after him. And of course not. (laughs) And Feeney's like, first it'd be a fucking lie the sort that i'd burn my tongue clean off because there's a part of me that i'd like to give you a hand with it but yeah you know i mean he's trying to let rourke know that you're kind of fucking this up a little bit yeah so in in his feeny way in his feeny way (laughs) saying it without saying it which is the best way (laughs) It's, it's so great so during this time, Eve then says to Peabody and, and McNabb that they, she wants them to go down to Jamaica mm-hmm. to find Carter Bissell. And again, Eve giving her that assignment is a big, you know, mm-hmm. Eve trusts her with that. Yeah. Yeah. And Peabody is all like Jamaica. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Peabody all like to Jamaica. I'm going to Jamaica
1: it's so so cute
0: (laughs) and he's all like I don't want you skipping naked through the surf and she's like can I skip through the surf with appropriate swimwear for maybe one hour (laughs) Yes, (laughs) and he's like I don't want to hear about it especially since I'm sending McNabb with you and everybody's like oh my god I'm I'm having having the best dream dream. (laughs) (laughs) yes But so good. (laughs) So back at her office, uh, Nadine is waiting for her and with an oatmeal cookie. With an oatmeal cookie. (laughs) Yeah. So we have that whole rant about oatmeal cookies,
1: which I still disagree with strongly, Eve Dallas. I love oatmeal cookies. So you can fuck right off with that. I see no
0: reason for the existence of oatmeal, particularly in cookies. I mean, I, I don't know that I disagree. I disagree strongly. But um, I, love I mean, oatmeal. I'm okay with an oatmeal cookie, you know, I, and there was that, there's that meme. See, the thing about oatmeal cookies that generally has like raisins, which I don't, see, I, don't like, I, I don't like oatmeal raisin. Yeah. See, uh, that's no. what, there's that meme that I saw one time that said something about there's nothing that has raisins in it that can't be improved by substituting that with, you know, chocolate, chocolate chips. Yeah. For example, a box of raisins. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's
0: I don't like raisins. <laughs> I don't mind raisins. But yeah, so I
1: my dislike of raisins goes back to my dislike of cooked fruit. Which is why I don't like pie. So oh, okay. Yeah. Really- you don't like cooked fruit. I don't like cooked fruit. Huh? And I know that raisins aren't technically cooked; they're dried, but it's the same mushy. Well, but you they it's you texture. dry them, but if you put it in
0: a in a cookie, they are going to get cooked. Right. Yeah. It's it's the texture. Yep. Any kind of cooked fruit, you don't know, like that. No. Nope. So what what uh, Eve does is Eve um, tells Nadine, "Here's what's going on." Bissell and Cade were both HSOA agents. And that's a huge bombshell, but she's saying like, keep a lid on it until I tell you after that, she goes to her car and is approached by Quinn Sparrow assistant director, at data resources, HSO. Um, uh-huh. So I must have something happened here on my notes because I must have deleted something without realizing it because what I have here does not make any sense what does it say well i mean i think it's that he asks her to tell him what she knows in or she asks him to tell her what she i don't know he denies everything
1: well yeah that's basically what happens
0: yeah back at home this is another one of those books where eve's like at central and then she's back at home then she's at central then she's
1: back at home then she's at the blue squirrel then she's back at home
0: and then she's at bissell's house and then she's back at home and she's like every yeah Everywhere. There, a couple yeah. times, I'm like, "How did she get there?" Yeah, like, her car got blown up at one point, and then she's yeah. like, "At Bissell's house." You're know, like, "Oh, I guess she took a cab." She took a cab. Yeah. Why? Why didn't she take one of Rourke's? One cars, of Rourke's but, cars. But she's pissed off at him, so yeah, I guess she wouldn't. So
1: she can't take his car. Fuck that. i get I don't know. She That's when you would take his car. I'm pissed right? at him. I'm going to take one of his toys,
0: like his favorite car. Yeah. yeah. Like,
1: come on, Eve. Use your head.
0: wrong with you so uh eve goes back home and when she gets there mavis is there and mavis is looking hella depressed like mavis is doesn't have any makeup on and she's not dressed up in a funky outfit she's just like in jeans and a t-shirt and she's like going on and on about how she's not gonna be a good parent
1: and i feel for mavis in this moment I was gonna say yeah i this is one of the few mavis moments in the books that i absolutely love yeah and i wouldn't even say few there's more than a few but this this is one that i really feel for because i get it and that's a hard thing
0: yeah it's it's really typical of you know first of all Mm
1: -hmm.
0: when you're pregnant you're like all sorts of emotions happening you know but in Mavis's situation, and also probably st- with with Eve, if Eve got to this point, you know, um, mm-hmm. given my background, yeah, how 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 could I possibly be a good parent? Like, how is right. that going to happen? Like, right. you come to that realization, like, oh my god, this is going to happen,
1: and I can't. What what am I going to like? I'm going to suck at this. (laughs) I did love how Eve was just like, maybe when you push the thing out, you just know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, yeah, there you go, Eve. (laughs) Remember that. (laughs) Yeah. And, you
0: know, I I love how Mavis was, uh, you know, Eve's like, I was thinking about you today. And Mavis is like, you were? And she said, I had lunch at the Blue Squirrel. And then, you know, Mavis starts crying even harder yeah (laughs) but um yeah i mean she's scared and yeah and yeah she's like i don't know anything about babies and eve's like oh uh but you're listening to all those discs right you said you were going to some of those classes about it or something like (laughs) yeah
1: because yeah because eve knows
0: anything (laughs) yeah she doesn't know anything about babies anyway She knows a lot, but not about babies. Not about babies. But Eve says to her, you know, Mm -hmm. because you're my friend, I'd tell you if you were stupid. I'd tell you if I thought you'd make a crappy mother. I'd tell you if I thought you were making a mistake having a baby. And Mavis is like, you would really? Swear to God. (laughs) And he's like, swear to God. And then Mavis is like, that makes me feel better. It really does. And you're like, oh look yeah, at you eve so being look a at good you, eve. friend
1: it's so great <laughs> i'm so proud of you she knows
0: that you know and again we've said this so many times on this show like how people don't like eve like i don't how, know how they can i mean they they obviously don't see these moments yeah uh, like yeah, we see them no
1: you know because that's just
0: uh that, yeah. that's so it's just great. my boggling.
1: Like, and it's just yeah i i don't know i mean i'm kind of used to people disliking my favorite characters so it's not like <laughs> you know it's anything new for me but yeah it's just i don't get it i just don't yeah okay and, and then mavis is like oh the
0: baby moved yes and he's all like it's supposed to do that
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and i rork comes home and she's telling him about it and she's like i don't know the baby moved where <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then you know the best part about Rourke is the automatic oh it moved oh great you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was, was like so it's funny. frightening <laughs> the thing moved in there it's disgusting i don't understand <laughs> it, it you know where <laughs> <laughs> well then he t- tells them that you know mavis because she was yeah. so miserable and she was trying to make Mavis feel better, let she let Mavis talk her into a spa day that evening. Yep. So Eve must really felt bad for her because
1: she must have, yeah. To
0: be talked into a spa day. You know.
1: Yeah. And then Rourke's
0: gonna use his grill. Yeah, Rourke's like, Well <laughs> let's let's have a party then. <laughs>
1: I'll yeah grill. because well, I'll you know in the middle of over. this insane case where yeah. you know it's global espionage and you know people there's been murdered. three murders so yeah. far and you know even Rorke are in the middle of this huge fight and, yeah but yeah let's throw a party cool let's have a bunch of people over and i'll just yeah. break out the grill yeah. we'll and- break out the grill i'll get my toenails done sure it'll be great <laughs> what the fuck what the hell's going on What is happening? I don't understand the logic. I really don't. But, all right. Cool. Let's do this. I guess we thought we needed a moment of levity or something. I don't know. It's just... it was. We did. Well, yeah. I
0: mean, and she's not wrong about that. It's an intense book, and you do kind of need a little bit of levity. Yeah. And how do you put that in, in this book?
1: Yeah, but, I mean, come on. (laughs) It's just... (laughs) funny (laughs) oh
0: yeah so um so now we're back in jamaica and peabody mcnab talked to carter bissell's business partner who says that carter took some petty cash and then left about a month earlier and um i actually really enjoyed these parts where they show peabody
1: mcnab investigating yeah you know yeah because yeah. it, they it's they actually have a way different vibe than they do when it's when they're around Eve. Yeah, because I like yeah because you know McNabb kind of takes charge inside, which is which the way he did it was really good because I think he kind of read the bartender that way and was like, right, you know I I think I can get this better than you and yeah it was well done, yeah it really it really was yeah, and that um, was after peabody threatened the guys over the bike right yeah yeah so that was so great (laughs) it's so great (laughs) yeah
0: peabody's like i'm gonna try something back me up you know (laughs) she does a total you know eve if i come back out and it isn't where i left it in the same condition i left it my associate and i are going to hunt you down like sick dogs while he's shoving that pipe up your ass, I'm gonna pop your fellow asshole's eyes out with my thumbs. <laughs> but yeah, as soon as they like enter the bar, you know, Peabody's like, "I've got sweat running running down my spine," <laughs> and McNabb's all like, "It doesn't show. You even scared me." Good job, Peabody. Yeah, and she's like, "Dallas would have gotten in their faces more," but I thought that was pretty good. And he's like, "Frigid, babe." <laughs> So, but yeah, the whole them in Jamaica just investigating the whole thing, and I love how like they went to Carter Bissell's little shack, and there was no lights, and so McNab like goes out and gets the scooter and brings it in and turns on the headlight so they can see. <laughs> the whole thing was just, yeah. I mean, they just did a spectacular job. And in the meantime, back at the mansion, Eve's getting a full makeover including a temp tattoo of a lieutenant's badge over her heart.
1: Which yeah.
0: Okay, so um so they have this party and you know like Morris is there and Mira's there and after the party's over Rourke and Feeney are back at it. They've got all of the computers that they found that were fried and they've been, you know, trying to They've been trying to get into the computers and figure out why they were fried or what uh, information they might have on the computers. And they realize that there's just too many, too much work. They don't want to bring anybody else in because it's all top secret, sensitive material. So, um, work wants to bring Riva in and he also wants to bring takimoto in and they are both thinking that eve will not be okay with that so <laughs> somebody has to tell eve so they flipped a coin and rourke lost the coin toss <laughs> rourke <lost> the flip <laughs> He's like really pissed at
1: that
2: <laughs>
1: again <laughs> great romance book right yeah
0: and Rourke's like i would never have lost if he'd have let me use my own coin <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and feeney's on oh, to him so feeney's like no that's not gonna happen again no. uh, we're using my coin so mm. um so Rourke has to find eve and uh finds her in their bedroom and this is one of the best so i can't remember who it was i think it's michelle k on uh, instagram was saying like this the, the best sex scene like i think it's the best scene in the whole you know one of the best scenes I, in the whole it's series
1: up there as one of the best in the series yeah i would agree yeah. with that
0: yeah just just based on how rourke like right it's away just is just, yeah. so ridiculous and adorable <laughs> and like <laughs> See, this is okay, why yeah. we, like, put up with him, even yeah. though he does douchey things sometimes. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So.
1: Like, overcome by her toenails. Like, right. <laughs> what the hell, dude?
0: Yeah, he's <laughs> seeing her after her treatment, and she's got painted toenails, and, like, she smells really good, and her skin's really soft, and, you know, he's like... And then, you know, um, he sees that temp tattoo, Mm-hmm. And that's what really like sends him over the edge.
1: Yeah. Engage you know.
0: thrusters, man. <laughs> because as we said before, Rourke's a complete badge bunny.
1: I mean, yeah. 100%. <laughs> he didn't even know it. He really is. He doesn't know it, but he is. Yeah. Because he's shocked every
0: time something happens. Like he's turned on by something that has to do with uh-huh. the badge. Or anything yeah. like that. And yeah. he's always like, I'm like totally shocked that I'm turned on by this, but I am. You're like, <laughs> it's, <so laughs> it's just it's just little fetish, and you know, it is. It's adorable. <laughs>
1: it really is adorable. It's adorable. I know. I just I love it.
0: Yeah, but again, this is why we put up with him, and exactly. all the dumb things that he does. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, they. He just can't help himself, and they you know do it they do the thing they do the thing doing it (laughs) bad's doing it so uh afterward Rourke brings up wanting to bring in ewing and tokimoto Mm -hmm. and that turns into this huge fight and there's several yeah. yeah yeah there's several times when you know she's got to show the the tension between them yeah but um what sparks this is that you know she's like this is gonna be a lot of money in the budget and blah blah and uh she's like you have a bigger budget than greenland and he's like <laughs> you know i have an invested interest in solving this problem and she's all like you have to get pissy about it and he's like i feel pissy about this whole shagging thing <laughs> so all of a sudden you're like uh yep you know he's pissy when the irish comes out right and he's like basically um that he has to do this tedious cop work when he'd rather be spending his time finding out exactly who was responsible for what happened in Dallas. And, (sighs) you know, she's like, I want you to put that away uh, before. I want you to put it aside before you cross a line that I can't ignore. And he's like, I have my own lines, Lieutenant. And she's like, that's right. Lieutenant Dallas, Lieutenant Eve you're talking to a murder cop and he's like, I'm talking to my wife. So, I mean, the whole thing was, you know, this whole, this whole argument is like, it's really sad. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's very believable because this is kind of how whenever you have an argument with somebody like it's, you know, it starts with something really stupid and then all of a sudden the actual thing you're pissed about comes Mm out. Yep. I mean, that's typically what happens, but right. I can't just talk to each other instead of like, um, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if you know in this case. Yeah, because he, I he think was they, so like.
1: Do try a couple times, but yeah, and he's so stubborn about it; and he just will not bend about this one at all. Yeah, until the end, he finally does. But I mean, it's just like, dude, come on. And you know the thing is he's, he wants to do this without her
0: saying like, yes, this is what I want you to do. right. I don't care what you want. I'm just going to do it. Whereas when later on, when um, he brings up to her, like, you know, the HSO has all your information. Sparrow has all your information. And that could be leaked. Do you Mm -hmm. want me to get rid of that? I mean, he asks her that Mm -hmm. if she had said no, he would have not gotten rid of it. Right. I mean, he asks her, do you want me to do this? You know, illegal yeah. thing for you, but he doesn't. In this other case, I yeah. don't care what you want. I'm just going to do it. So it's yeah. like, yeah, it's.
1: <laughs> do you remember on Ad Wolf? There was a big argument because there was a guy who very thought, very much thought that this book emasculated work that because he gave into what he wanted. Um, yeah i think you talked about that once before yeah and it was a whole thing and you know even Nora got into it and was like no that's not what i was writing that's well he's just like well he he just did what he wanted and you know i'm so tired of him just doing whatever she wants and but that's what you do
0: when you're in a relationship with another person it doesn't have anything to do with whether or not you're masculine or not masculine, right? Yeah, it has to do and with you very
1: much being in a relationship yeah. with somebody. He was very much mansplaining to all of us on the board that you know, yeah, we were wrong, and we're of course, different. because you know why men are the worst. <laughs> men are the worst.
0: <laughs> Facebook men are the worst. Oh boy so maybe this maybe men are the worst is the title for this episode this seems more fitting men are the worst because if you (laughs) if you look at like everything that that Bissell did
1: yes men are the worst
0: (laughs) everything that Rourke's doing
1: and I'm sorry I, I was gonna say this earlier but Bissell's name drives me crazy because it's a vacuum okay (laughs) I know I think the same thing yeah I'm just like and Bissell is like located like their headquarters is like a mile up the road from me it was spelled differently though yeah I know but I drive by it every day and I'm just like you know so every time I read this book I'm like oh he's a fucking vacuum cleaner it drives me crazy
0: maybe there is some kind of hidden like maybe metaphor there that we don't understand only, only Nora understands maybe I maybe Nora surprised. was just sitting there going what am I going to name this guy and looks over at her vacuum and goes and "Her vacuum." <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're onto you Nora that's how you name your characters you just look around your room well how <laughs> else are you gonna do it I mean true yeah I think
0: she did yeah. say that she goes online sometimes and looks at baby names or
1: yeah yeah she did but yeah so come on now (laughs) vacuum you know or carpet cleaner
0: it is a carpet cleaner Mm -hmm. anyway so um so later on carol comes in to talk to eve and uh tells her the whole story about how she came to work for Rourke, Which, I love that whole thing too. <laughs> yeah. <so> good. <laughs> well, I I love that Rourke immediately kind of saw her worth. Hmm. You know. Yeah. Um. And then was like, okay. I mean, he yeah. he he must have seen. I mean, they talked about this. He saw. He yeah. must have been kind of like keeping an eye on her, like. Mm-hmm. And yeah. saw her worth and was like, all right, here. I'm giving you this job Yeah, you know yeah so but yeah the and whole it thing goes to show
1: could... how you know work is a good judge of character like a good right he's a good snap judge of character for the most part i mean we'll get there but um you know yeah there's been a few slips in his past with people that he shouldn't have trusted but um, yeah But yeah, I mean, in general, he's a good judge. of
0: When is his Dick's not involved? Yeah, he's good. I mean, true. (laughs) Very true. So. But yeah, typically a really good judge of character. Mm -hmm. So Peabody McNabb get back from Jamaica. (coughs) And give Eve. They they picked up Carter Bissell's computer and they have all this information Mm -hmm. for Eve. And um, there's a there's a moment there where. EC's, sees I think Peabody and Peabody's got some like beads in her hair. Braids, yeah, braids, yeah. braids. You know,
1: I thought she said beads. Hang on, there but, were, but they were braided too. Right, it was braided right. with beads.
0: But uh, when I read that, all I could think is, I don't know. Did have, did you watch The Office? You didn't watch The Office. I didn't watch The Office. No. Um, there's a whole. So, um, Steve Carell's character, Michael yeah. Scott
1: i know it's the basics
0: is yeah really a dork yeah. yeah and at one point he goes for a week to jamaica and he comes back and he's got short hair but he's managed to like braid like one <laughs> and has like one bead or two beads in his hair now he's like oh he thinks he's you know Really yeah. cool with these beads. <laughs> he just looks well, like it's a like dork. The, it's,
1: it's like the episode, the um, the Friends episode where Monica has to get her hair braided. Yeah, it's yeah, and she's got you know, and then they come home and she's like swinging her hair in the shower <laughs> and she gets stuck on the shower <laughs> yeah. <ride. laughs> yeah, will you lose the beads now? <laughs> it's just not a good look. No, I
0: mean it's good look for some people. For Don't some, yes. That's all I could think of when I read that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're talking about what Peabody's found out in Jamaica when Morris calls and tells Eve that Blair Bissell's body is now missing. Dun, dun, dun. And that's, you know. Nah. And I it, it was interesting because now Morris is pissed. Because Eve goes down yeah. there. And he was mm-hmm. saying all the all the typical things that you would say, are yeah. you sure you lock things up? And he's like, I'll piss it. Or like, of course I locked it up. What's the matter with you? I, you know, I know procedures yeah. and in looking at this, they realized that, um, you know, they have typical every night, the body disposal people come and take the bodies that they have. But Morris is like, I only had two and they weren't him. And, you know, they they were only supposed to take two. And they realized that they had taken three. And those bodies have already been disposed of. And so then they look into, like, well, who was supposed to pick these bodies up? And they found one of the guys. And he said, yeah, my partner was supposed to be there. But he called out sick. So they were like, oh, crap. So they go over to the partner's house and And find him dead. dead. So fourth dead body you know yep and um so so that happens so that happened yeah <laughs> and it's kind of sad because see, this kid's got a uh, poster of mavis above his yeah and eve tells his... peabody don't ever don't ever tell her yeah
1: yeah oh which you know yeah no don't tell her that. Uh,
0: so, but because of all of this, Eve gets called to the tower, but also because the HSO is like demanding a meeting with mm-hmm. Eve. Right. Um, <clears throat> so this is when Eve says to Peabody, like, I have to go to the tower and Peabody says, I should be with you. We're partners. Mm-hmm. And Eve is like, no, no, I, I have to, I have to go. But this scene needs to be processed and I'm going to trust you with that. To take care of what needs to be done you know yeah um and the way eve says it is you know i mean peabody's like really wants to like i should be there you know and eve is like no no i i need i need you here i can't remember how she says it but yeah peabody's yeah, like oh, okay
1: yeah like i said it was a moment yeah it's a good moment. Yeah,
0: so Eve is going to leave for the tower, and that sparks another argument between her and Rorke. They have these, or he, she was going to leave to investigate. Maybe that's what it was because she had to. She left and she got into the car with Peabody. So maybe that's yes. when it was. Yes, yep. they've they have <clears throat> off and on, you know, yeah. arguments every time they're right. together. You know, they're like. Argh. Argh yeah rourke yep. is like poking at her poking at the bear you know yeah really <laughs> he it really it's yeah rourke poking at the bear like getting all pissy because of this or that you know he was, yeah
1: he was just total douchebag in
0: this case i think he was all like you know oh there's information that you didn't tell me and i don't appreciate being left in the dark and blah blah and then they're like yeah mar, mar. Yeah. yeah so he just needs to calm down a little bit yeah you know so maybe he needed the spa day maybe maybe he needed some painted toenails
1: maybe he needed a kick in the ass (laughs) and a punch in the throat and a painted toenails right all of it
0: so um eve suspecting that the hso might have had something to do with the missing body eve calls nadine and tells her to go ahead and break the story about bissell and kate being part of the hso yep and um it's after eve leaves then that um rourke and uh, feeney have another kind of heart to heart yeah you know feeney's all kind of like um you're a little bit off today you know <laughs> i'm sure rourke is all like and you know she Feeney says she can handle herself you know that and um, he Rourke says to him like I gave her a difficult time before she left she deserved it by God didn't she deserve it but I regret the timing of it and Feeney's all like yeah and you know Feeney's like I'm not getting between a man and his wife (laughs) you know however (laughs) I will say that when the wife's in a mood to cook my brains for breakfast I can usually save myself with flowers pick them up from a street vendor take them home to her and he said but flowers won't work on Dallas (laughs) (laughs) Rourke's like a sack of diamonds from the blue mines of Taurus wouldn't work on her (laughs) unless you knocked her in that block of wood she calls a head with them (laughs) like well, wow, Rourke, tell us how you really feel. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like you said, he's all, see, you yeah. want me to agree with you? Say something like, oh, yeah, that Dallas sure is a blockhead. And if I did, you'd end up kicking my ass, so I'm just going to drink my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the title of the
1: episode needs to be Men Are the Worst. Men Are the except, Worst. Except exactly. Feeney.
0: And Phoenix all like, he patted Rourke on the shoulder. <laughs> Grovel. He said... <laughs> It's like, yeah, Rourke, yes. it's about time the that worst. you, you know,
1: the worst grovel Feeny.
0: a little bit. Because
1: Feeney so. is right. Feeney is, is right. Feeney is 100% right all the way through this book.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, I mean, see, this is, again, why we need Tara here. Because, yeah. you know. Because it's
1: such a good Feeney book.
0: It's such a good Feeney book. <laughs> and we don't have Tara. What the fuck? It's so sad.
2: So sad about so it. Sad
0: yeah so, sad. so and also she would keep us you know from talking about our mcdonald's yeah. order or whatever and oatmeal cook, cook fruit <laughs> um <laughs> ketchup and ketchup mayonnaise. And, you know um so so she goes to the this meeting at central and of course she's met by webster who tells her that he'll be acting as her advocate and the meeting does not go well Woo, as true. you can imagine
1: Woo, yeah Webster. Woo, Webster. <laughs>
0: um, who doesn't have a huge part in this no bit, no but, he's just there know, for a minute I, but yeah i'm hey.
1: glad that he's I'm there i'm glad for, to see him yeah
0: we we're um, glad to see him this time yeah so and then you know uh speaking of uh men being the worst this ad sparrow is like oh. right in the middle of the meeting saying something about you know what happened to her in dallas and it's like are you fucking fucking kidding me right now dude are you really we're doing this men are the worst men are the worst right you know um so yeah and I I just love how like uh Whitney's like totally on her side like yeah you know
1: yeah you're the worst dude yeah um and then jumps down his throat and threatens him. And it's like, no, right? you're not doing this. (laughs) You don't get to talk to me that way. You don't get to talk to my officer that way. No, we're not doing this.
0: Right. So after Eve leaves the meeting, this uh, sparrow meets her in the parking garage. And it's like, I really need to talk to you. Like, fuck off, fuck off. But (laughs) they do get into her car. Yeah, and she's like okay fine you know we'll talk so they get in her car and he's telling her a little bit you know of what she wants to hear about as far as what was going on with Bissell and Kate and and Carter Bissell and all of that I mean, he's not telling her everything but you know he is giving her some of the information that she needs but before he can really say much of anything uh their car Gets hit by a short-range missile because there's that's not enough. That you know we've had all this stuff going on. Yes.
1: Now we need
0: a missile. Now we need a short-range missile. So yeah, the car gets hit by a short-range missile, and um, apparently Baxter sees the explosion and comes running and pulls Eve out of the car.
1: Yay, Baxter!
0: (laughs) And Eve's not hurt too badly but sparrow is you know is, is critical and he's needing to go to the hospital but eve is like i'm okay just drive me home which is you know
1: which,
0: typical eve, typical eve. <laughs> and baxter's like uh yeah you really ought to go to the health center but okay i'll drive you home i guess yeah. and he's
1: just like yeah okay no. <laughs>
0: And when she gets home, he's like, take a blocker.
1: Because, yeah. That's what you say to people that are hurt.
0: Right. And then Somerset says the same thing.
1: Which she ignores because, you know.
0: It's Somerset.
1: And it's Somerset.
0: So Eve does eventually take a blocker after um, she takes a shower. Um, And she fills Rourke in on what Sparrow told her. Right before they got hit with a missile. Then Eve meets with Peabody and they're kind of going over the evidence. Um, they're they're looking at pictures of of um the guy that supposedly showed up to um help dispose of the body instead of the um uh, the guy that was supposed to be there, the guy that got killed. Right. And they've got a description of the of the other guy. So they're talking about that and um talking about how it could be Carter Bissell, but then Eve shows Peabody, a picture of Blair Bissell dressed as this guy. And it it's like dead on looks like the description. So Eve tells Peabody that she feels like Blair Bissell is still alive. And he's the one that's doing all of this. She then shares the same info with the rest of the team, including Reva who gets really pissed yeah and you know there's a moment there where reva kind of says to eve like you know how how could you even suggest that i would marry a man capable of you know all of these murders and eve is like uh well i've kind of some personal experience with that (laughs) so well (laughs) um so it's, uh, after, you know, after they kind of kick this idea around a little bit, Eve realizes that, wait a minute, maybe the missile was meant for Sparrow and not mm-hmm. for her. Cause at first she was like, well, yeah, they were trying to hit her and missed and got Sparrow instead. But she thinks now it was meant for Sparrow. Right. Um, so That's when Rourke kind of calls her into his office and says, like, hey, this dude has obviously knows all of your info, can get that and is pissed off at you. So do you would you want me to, like, disappear all this info? Like, he asked her that without really saying it outright. Right. And then she's like, yeah, I I want all that info gone which is you know i mean yeah i don't blame her there no and, you know no but again i mean why can't you like also do the same thing like would you like me to do something to these guys that did this to you years ago why can't he do that like why is he like Ugh, I, don't I don't understand know. like why? I don't know why he's <laughs> why rourke why why are you the worst <laughs> why are you the way you are um Ooh. so then eve goes down to the hospital not to have any of her injuries looked at but to try to get of <laughs> sparrow to uh kind of confess to some of the things that she was telling that he was kind of hinting at in the car or telling her in the car mm-hmm. and it's kind of you know i mean this is I i suppose some people would see this as kind of a little bit problematic the way she does this because she like first of all she cuts off his uh his line to the painkillers like yeah you know and then she like tells him like oh you're gonna you're not gonna make it you're gonna die die." (laughs) we've got Bissell but he's gonna pin this whole thing on you
2: and unless (laughs) you like
0: tell
1: me everything you know yeah, but also, <laughs> I mean, yeah. If it was a typical suspect, I would agree that it's problematic. But in this case, not so much. After how HSO does things, and well, it, it's no, it, it's yeah, you know, tip for well again, you know, yeah. And I'm saying
0: problematic because I'm sure that there are people out there that would see sure this as prob- be, problematic. Sure we're going to find a review that doesn't like this. But. Right. But um, we've said many times before, I mean, she does what she has to do to get yeah. justice for the victims. And, right. and this is just something that she felt like she had to do. Like, I have to do it this right. way. Like,
1: this is. Right. But I well, again, get- like I'm saying, I, you know, I, we've talked before, I do have, sometimes I do have a problem with how she handles right. this kind of thing. Because I don't, I do, especially like we said in this climate with cops getting away with so much. Yeah. Bullshit. Um, But again, in this case, I have absolutely zero problem with it because he's an HSO right. operative and he's, you know, well, not I'm only sure that, he's I mean, a lot dirtier than Eve did. Well,
0: even. what he was saying was that he has been playing the HSO too, because he was right. getting the information you know from right from you know these corporate places that had bought these sculptures and he was kind of like you know yeah corporate yeah es- he, can't, espionage, he made the warm up and
1: yeah and yeah yeah he yeah he's a bad bad man
0: he's a bad so man
1: i've got i've got no sympathy for how she did this no none no no
0: i i don't either but you know <laughs> after that eve goes to mira's mm-hmm. office i think because she's still at cop central Think, I can't she goes to her she's house, like she's like everywhere. Yeah,
1: no, she goes to her house, doesn't she?
0: Yes, this is because the time where, where she goes, goes to the house. Yeah, and she confesses to Mira that she's she got a She confesses her crush. She's got a crush on <laughs> got a know. crush on him. Yeah, and who wouldn't sure. really, let's be honest. I mean, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so then yeah so they're talking about the the case and all of that and um this is the point of time where nora decides to correct the yep, little her, inconsistency her, <laughs> her little loopsy from earlier yes where um you know when he first talks to mira she said her you know she basically hinted that she had a happy childhood or the
1: other way around like the other way around the first time like back in glory she said she had a good or a bad childhood like her stepfather raped her her stepfather raped
0: her and everything and then then later on she's
1: she's talking to eve and says how she you know had such this ideal childhood right and how her parents loved each
0: other and blah blah and um yeah back in the day there were a lot of us that were like um what what? that doesn't make sense that doesn't make any sense um so yeah so this is how so good for nora though for clearing it up i mean and it 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 does yeah good for nora and i like how she does it in this book because Mm -hmm. again like we said the overall you know overarching theme of this book is trust and right. this would be seen as by eve as a breach of trust
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so you know it really fits in nicely here even though it's like well why is this even coming up in this book in the middle of everything but that's why because it, it does kind of fit with the theme right you know? so they talk about that and uh, mira does kind of explain to eve like what had gone on you know right that her parents had married and then divorced for a little while and then uh she her mother remarried to this guy who then raped mira and then in having to deal with that her actual parents got back together right and then 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 had a happy marriage from that point mm-hmm. on so you know she didn't really lie right um but anyway so yeah that's yeah. what happened yep <laughs> so eve is like wandering around and this is this you yeah. know she's like this whole thing with Rourke is getting to her and she's wandering around and yep,
1: she um, does want to go home.
0: She, yeah. She does want to go home. And so she, she eventually ends up back at uh, uh, Reva and Blair's house again. Right. And um, goes to his closet computer and realizes that according to the closet computer, um, Bissell had just had gotten something out of the closet after the point of time, which they thought that he was dead. and then most recently had gotten out something called the emergency package quote unquote just that morning right so eve goes back home and decides that well eve calls you know and tells like the team like hey this guy has just i was right this guy's still alive he just you know accessed his closet and got out his emergency package whatever that was and they're starting and she tells reva to start to think about places that he would be hiding um so then eve comes back home and she decides to go to bed because she's tired because i mean who wouldn't be because there's so much fucking stuff going on right um and she's just been blown up and she's still like (laughs) walking around the city like you know um <laughs> so eve goes to bed without saying anything to Rourke. Rourke finds her there later and sees her sleeping and is upset that she went to bed without him because but you like hello have you not been paying attention to all of this stuff that of course he's not you know yeah uh, he's he's upset like come on stop, Rourke, stop. <laughs> so but then goes back to his secret office to do more work on the unregistered of course he does and uh, of course eve has a nightmare because of everything that's going on right
2: mm-hmm.
0: wakes up the next morning and gets ready for the day alone later on rort comes in and kind of the way she's acting kind of realizes that she had a nightmare and he wasn't there for her because he I, i kind of marked the moment where he kind of has his realization that he's a being a dick (laughs) yes is um you know he realized that she had a nightmare and she's like dude i it's fine i take i'm fine you weren't there and i took care of it and i'm fine and she walks Mm -hmm. away and he's standing there and he thinks um it says um he hadn't thought of her he hadn't thought so she had awoken in the dark alone And yeah, that's the whole thing. I mean, he's not thinking of her. This is right. He's been thinking of himself this whole time. Yeah. And so he's not thinking of her. And this is where he like, okay, I've, I've finally, I've finally seen the light. Yeah. And they have this discussion again, like, you know, and she's like, nothing that you could do is going to change anything that happened. And he's saying, you know, I could make them pay. They deserve to pay for that. And you know, it you bloody well do. And she's like, yes, they deserve to pay. They deserve it. Is that what you need to hear? They should fry in hell for what they did, but it's not up to you. And it's not up to me to send them there. He's any, you know, she's saying anything that you do is not gonna, gonna it's not gonna change anything. And, and uh, he says, I can live with that. And he said, but you can't, so he takes you know it's kind of a symbolic thing really he's taking out this disc that has all of the information on these hso agents that he's collected and he you know kind of destroys it in front of her
2: right
0: she's asked you know you're letting him you're letting it go and he said if i did anything else it would be for myself and not for you hardly a point in that so yes i'm letting it go well it took you long enough work to realize that yeah and then, you know, um, she says to him, you think I don't know that I don't understand what it cost you, but you're wrong. This is, again, this is why we love, yes, he's yeah. a dick sometimes, but this is why we love Rourke, ultimately. Yeah.
1: yeah. So. Um, there was actually a comment on Facebook that I thought summed that up very well, but we'll get there. Okay. Uh, so.
0: After all of that happened, And they make up. And then they do the thing. (laughs) Doing it. They're like. (laughs) More doing And good for them. Good for them. Good for them for doing doing the thing. You know, so. Well, they did it before, but not quite the same. But But, yeah. And then. Now everybody works together to put together this op to bring down Blair Bissell.
2: Yeah.
0: Who has apparently been holed up in his studio yeah making this another big huge ugly monstrosity of a you know sculpture yeah. but this time he's got a bomb in it and they all kind of he's just a dumbass too <laughs> they're all men of the worst men are the worst, um, are the worst. <laughs> and you know they they all like swat style burst into this guy's well, they, you know, the, the flat iron building and then like clearing it out. Yep. And. Cleared Which everybody this out.
1: is an appropriate time to clear a building. <laughs> well, they didn't know he had an explosive at that
0: time, but yes, <laughs> well, no, you're but right. Still, it's a good thing they, they did that. They
1: knew that he could have stuff like that. Right.
0: Well, he had a rocket launcher. So yeah, you're right. You know, you just never know what's going to happen so they clear out the flat iron building and then they all go in and and peabody ends up getting she gets hurt
1: yeah she gets some way not but not seriously
0: but but yeah they catch him and uh that's really the end eve talks about wanting to take Rourke on a vacation and that she Mm -hmm. wants to plan it because he was like i can i can take care she's like no no i want to do it that's the whole point so who knows how that vacation's gonna go but um <laughs> yeah, no. you know you know but sure yeah that's essentially the end so just, mm-hmm. just a nutty like that's a, it's a really so much happening in this book. so much so much so much so wow. before we go on to listener mm-hmm. comments about this book um do you have accommodation what who who do you want to give accommodation Feeny. To
1: yeah. 100 percent Yeah. Ryan Feeney gets my commendation this week. Because Tara's not here. Because Tara's if not If she here, was here, she would he give was, the commendation to Feeney. He was just so good in this book. He was so he was good with Eve, he was good with work. He was just solid all around. He did what he had to do and yep. I mean, I would give a accommodation to Feeney every week if I could. <laughs> well, yeah, because is always fantastic. is always fantastic, but he's particularly fantastic in this book. Yeah,
0: I'm trying to think of who I'm gonna give mine to. Because <laughs> there's so many people. I mean, you could give it to yeah. You could give it to Baxter for being mm-hmm. there at the right at the right place at yeah, the right time. The right place at the right time um Peabody for Peabody, her magic in Jamaica. You know, I mean, maybe I want to give it to Peabody. Yeah. The other option is Reva. Mm, she deserves yeah. accommodation as well. She
1: does, mm-hmm.
0: you know, for coming to her senses and then also, you know, helping them out. Yeah. With all of that. But yeah, Peabody's Peabody was really stellar in this book, especially, like you said, in Jamaica.
1: Yeah. She was 100% perfect good job people yeah even so. with your silly braids
0: <laughs> okay so what do we have from um listeners about this book all right let's see here because so i don't think i have a whole lot on no not Instagram. a whole lot i don't think That's so surprising. well so just so that you know i did ask the question i did ask the question and divided whose side of the argument do you most agree yeah, with i asked that too so on Instagram, in, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, 64%
1: Eve, 36% Rourke. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. What do we have on Twitter? Because, yeah, I did a poll on Twitter, too. All right. We have, oh, <laughs> we have 40% Eve, 20% Rourke, and 40% both. Yeah, I think most people fall under the
0: both category, but I I couldn't do yeah. both on Instagram, so I just had to do like one. Yeah, or the you can other. only do
1: two on Instagram, right? Yeah, yeah, because I had neither as an option too, and nobody voted for that. So, and we had no other comments on that one. I'm surprised Dana liked it, but she didn't give us a comment, which is oh. surprising because it's Dana. Well, yeah, but this
0: was Thanksgiving weekend, so
1: everybody. That's true. Good point. All right so Facebook <laughs> a lot of them are you know people saying, oh my God, you're out of jail
0: <laughs> for now until this episode comes out and it's labeled uh men are
1: the worst men are the worst <laughs> they were all in gonna jail looking for me yeah <laughs> yeah sue McCreary says you're posting debbie Sayer says, are you out of jail?" <laughs> She says, "I'm going to start rereading this one tonight. It's been a long time since I read this one. Not a favorite of mine. Interesting. Oh. I mean, I feel like it's this one is it's not it's not that it's not a favorite. I love it, and it is a favorite, but it's also hard to read. So it it's is hard to read. It's hard to read, and um, yeah, it's one of those that it's not one that I reach for if I'm just in the mood to." Right, read one quick just because of that because it's so hard to read. Okay. And Renee said, "Look at you posting and stuff. Stay out of (laughs) trouble, you rebel." (laughs) Chris Cunningham says she's five books behind, (laughs) and when she was current, she got tired of having to wait, so now she's rereading and she's on Thankless, which is cool because she's in line with the times. Yeah. Sue says, "I love divided." I felt sorry for both of them, but loved how they came together in the end. Yeah, the whole thing just broke my heart, but I loved it. it. Was one of it was number eight in my top ten.
0: I mean, once Rourke <laughs>
1: came to his senses and realized that Eve was right. Yes. So, um, Book Dragon says, "Question: What is sexier than Rourke's willingness to kill for Eve? Answer: Rourke choosing to not kill for Eve." Which, yep. Yep. I understand Rourke's need to punish those in HSO who knowingly left the child Eve was to be abused. However, Eve was right. Nothing can change what happened. Eve is a murder cop. Revenge killing is murder. She had gone after revenge killers in this series and does not give them a pass. There is no way she could live with Rourke murdering someone in her name. Yep. On the other hand, the amount of love it took for Rourke to break the disc and do nothing more than wiping her file is swoon-worthy. I also have to mention how much I enjoyed the spending a little time with caro and learn and learning the backstory of how she became work's admin yeah agreed.
0: um so now that we've said that not that but the part about him destroying the disc and all that mm-hmm. does it say in the book that he does he have a thought about like well he's going to go after them in other ways or
1: That's no dis- but but she says something after she had leaked m- rest of the story to the media she said there's all kinds of payback so right basically saying that maybe that was the discussion that we had on the
0: forum i remember having this discussion about Mm -hmm. yeah i think we're all pretty sure that rourke probably would did something i mean yeah in not in a legal sense but in right in a
1: sense of finding out where they are finding out where they are
0: trying to ruin them financially or you know right yeah Yeah.
1: um so rosalia said welcome back jen (laughs) (laughs) i understand rook's reaction but revenge is not what eve needs from him eve doesn't need him to kill for her that will not erase what happened to her but it will definitely hurt her more it's a testimony of his love when he puts her needs before his Mm-hmm. I also like Carol's like Carol's story and Eve confessing confessing her crush on Mister Mira. Yeah, this book is in my top ten. Yeah, Agreed. John says this was the first ID book I read. Oh, cool! Mm. It's also the first book where <laughs> where I still get really angry with Rourke. Yeah, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah, Dick. Uh, I know you're the worst, Rourke. <laughs> Niecy, and I just want to give a little um, Michigander shout out here to Nisi. Thinking of you tonight, we had a school shooting over on her area. In yeah, the, I uh, heard about in that. Pontiac. Um, so that's in prayers. Nisi, we love you. Hope you're doing OK. Hope you don't know anybody that was involved in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She says, welcome back, Jen. Can't wait for this episode. One of my favorite books, both even work. were bleeding all over the pages. Their pain was tangible. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is so 100% true. Yeah. And yeah, that's what I answered to that. Like it's the perfect description right there. So yeah, so that's what I've got on Facebook. What do you got on Insta? Um, I like it said, I don't have a whole lot.
0: Cayenne is booked says i just finished this one and i think i saw it from both sides k A. Gavio said split the several scenes in this book make me cry every time yep michelle k said i know there i i know where rourke is coming from he loves eve so much but he should understand how it would destroy eve inside destroy their marriage if he took revenge against the HSO agents and killed anyone. The whole thing throws Eve off. She loves Rourke, but stands for justice to her soul. Mm-hmm. Um, Yvonne says 50, 50 fully understood where even Rourke were coming from. Um, let me see if I have anything else. Um, yeah. Like I said, I, I posted the thing the the whole exchange where Rourke finds the tattoo on Eve's, you know, mm-hmm. breast and um, Michelle K said it's a very sexy scene. Ah, uh, yeah. And I said it's one of the best in the whole series. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, let's be real. It is. Uh, let's see. No, I don't have anything else. Everything else looks like uh, podcast business stuff. Okay. So. Sh- oh should we uh do the uh, trivia question yeah so um last episode last book's trivia question from remember when was what did eve order from Cipriani's? and the answer was spaghetti con polpitone
1: i, I probably said that spaghetti really and badly. meatballs. spaghetti and
0: meatballs um <laughs> that was answered by yvonne and rosalia and probably other people i I know for a fact yvonne and rosalia both answered it correctly
1: okay yeah i don't i didn't i don't think i had any answers on twitter i was kind of surprised that i didn't but the
0: new trivia question is what did peabody bring back from jamaica for eve oh good one so there you go there's your trivia question for this episode
1: Yep, and we've got a couple of off-topic. Yep. Um,
0: so, wait a minute.
1: Podcast business. <laughs> a couple of off-topic comments, not about the book, but um, first of all, Book Dragon wished us all happy Thanksgiving, and she loves the in Death series. Thankful for the countless hours of reading pleasure the series is giving me. And she feels old just typing. She's been reading it for over 26 years. Mm. Um, Tara France says she lives in upstate New York, not far from Niagara Falls. Just got to say, Tara wasn't wrong. There's nothing here. <laughs> well, you know. And then, so this was, this made me laugh so hard. Book Dragon also posted in our Facebook group no beans and chili. That is all. And then she, talked about her sister-in-law's mormon mother making tomato soup chili with canned beans Ugh. and it's sketchy <laughs> it's sketchy it's gross <laughs> don't try that so i don't know was that in the briefing room that we discussed that mm, or was it on the actual no it was on, on the remember. actual show that we discussed okay. that so all right so i was thinking for some reason it was in the briefing room so yeah so our discussion about Billy teens beans and chili you guys took that and ran with it too just like the hot dog thing Mm-hmm. So I love it. <laughs> and we have many, many comments. Jeannie Brown Sutton said, you got that right. And I said, you know, we found the two Texans. Yeah, but then we did actually have a couple people agree. And yeah, Book dragon says she's a no she's a Nola girl, so she's New Orleans. Oh, mm, mm-hmm. is basic. advise y'all to avoid gumbo misinformation. <laughs> However, <laughs> I could argue wrong gumbo takes for wrong gumbo takes for hours. <laughs> oh my funny. god there's a
0: tiktok video and i don't know if 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 it was if this person was actually being sincere when they did this but they were mm-hmm. like you know uh my husband said the best uh gumbo he ever had was in new orleans and i'm gonna prove him wrong from texas or whatever and she starts making this gumbo yeah. and the reason i saw was because some uh, woman who is a new orleans native like stitched that and was oh, watching geez. this person make the gumbo and she was like what what are you do why are you putting that in what and then everyone's watching you go why are you <laughs> <And> she's like <laughs> 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 it was the funniest thing it really was
1: that's great
0: <laughs> so yeah don't oh. you know yeah gumbo is one of those things that man yeah oh yeah you, you need to gumbo.
1: know how to do it right oh yeah yeah, Donna says she makes chili with red with red kidney beans. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I usually just use chili beans, which I think are kidney beans with chili seasoning in them when I make it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Debbie says no beans in chili, and she's in Missouri. She puts beans in her white chicken chili, though. So what's the difference? Why
0: would you put it in chicken chili, but not in regular chili? That's a good question.
1: I don't know. I, put it I mean, you know, to each their own, beans and you than know, white chili. You yeah, I use navy it. beans and white chili, I right? Um, but yeah, so yeah. Tracy says so wrong. Chili has to have beans. <laughs> <laughs> Susan says I put black beans in mine when I make it. Okay, Which, actually, I might try. That sounds kind of good. Likely be making a pot this weekend for the SEC championship game. Yay! Dang. I like the flavor they add and usually pick them out when it's time to eat. You <laughs> like them, so that. I love black beans. I do too. Um, Lori Sharf says make it three, no beans. And I said, y'all well, are weird. <laughs> I was surprised at how
0: many no beans chili people yeah, there Mary were. Yeah, Mary Beth
1: said no beans. Which, come on Mary Beth, you spent years up here going to Grand Valley. You... you should be eating beans. And <laughs> Nisi says beans. Absolutely. Because Nisi's a Michigander and she knows she's right. I found a
0: online um last couple of times I've made chili. I found online a recipe for a
1: copycat Wendy's chili. Okay. Wendy's chili sucks lately. Have you had it recently? I haven't had it recently. It's bad. They've changed the recipe. Have they? Yeah. Why would they do that? Yeah. Because it was really good before. It's not good. I love Wendy's chili. I used to love it. I do not anymore. They changed it. But their
0: chili recipe that at least the uh, copycat version that I saw had like at least two or three different kinds of beans. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I think they did have different kinds.
0: Yeah. So,
1: you know, I mean. Yeah.
0: I, you know, you eat chili the way you like it. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Perfectly fine yep um so we got this message on instagram and uh sari or c-e-r-i you're gonna have to tell us how to pronounce your name because i think it's sari okay but
1: i'm not positive
0: If, if i'm wrong let us know she's saying just finished episode number 21 i'm getting there two questions one did you ever write the fan fiction two has anyone, has anyone ever called the number? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I did answer and say, yes, yes. Both you and I have written fan fictions that are currently up on mm-hmm. AO3 and publicly yeah. available. Oh,
1: well, we never did write the fan fiction. And we talked about writing.
0: No, we should, we should. um, also, we have had several listeners
1: call several people well. call the number, so, but we would love for you to call us too, Sarah. Yes, Maybe call uh, and let us know exactly how to pronounce your name. So uh, we don't how do you pronounce it?
0: Apparently, so like Dana was saying, she couldn't get emails through to us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yeah, and I, and apparently, Gmail is throwing some of those emails into the spam folder. Oh. I didn't find any of Dana's in there, but um, just today I just happened to check in the spam folder. <laughs> and apparently um, Rosalia sent us an uh, email. Oh. Right after our um, Remember When episode. Okay. Because this was dated Sunday, November 7th. So sorry, Rosalia, that we are just now getting to your email
1: yeah we're sorry
0: but she says hi ladies i really enjoyed your last episode as usual great summary good thoughts and great laughs i especially enjoyed aj's excitement over the two-star review and jen's and jen's reaction to julie (laughs) i laughed out loud fuck off julie (laughs) i laughed even louder when aj asked to call the number anyone but Julie. <laughs> you titled I mean, this episode. That's bullshit, but okay. And that's precisely my reaction to Julie's review. <laughs> you, you're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> I, love it. Oh, great. I love the interaction between the three of you, how you agree to disagree when necessary and always with respect keep laughing at your own jokes. So I could laugh with you. <laughs> oh, keep up the fun time. Five stars from me, Rosalia.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you, Rosalia. We yeah. love you. That's so nice. You have been, you've been a fantastic addition to our Facebook group. I love how you just jumped right in and started talking with us. And yeah, yeah. it's been great to have you. Yeah.
0: We love having it's listeners so like Rosalia. Yes, for absolutely. Sure. You
1: know, we do have a new listener. got a message on twitter yeah from jennifer said she just found our podcast on audible and she loves it and she loves hearing other people's opinions and thank you for sharing so yay 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 she apparently doesn't mind us laughing at our own jokes thank god because (laughs) yeah yeah, that's not gonna that's not gonna stop she would give us a two-star review like julie (laughs)
0: somebody else will eventually tell know. us we That's just funny. wheeze laugh at our own jokes it's, <laughs> we we're not that. even funny well i wheeze laugh at our jokes all the time i do too sorry, sorry. this is. is what it is so um yeah so hopefully next week tara will be feeling oh, we well enough so. we're we were planning the we review the reviews episode for next week yep Um, hopefully tara will be feeling well enough to to join us for that um and if not i don't know what we're gonna do we'll put it off. i don't know because she can't
1: she can't she can't miss that
0: she can't miss that
1: that it's bad enough that she missed the actual review or the actual show yeah we're very sad we're very sad about that Yeah, And Um, we don't mean bad enough. We don't mean that Tara's bad. We mean it's we wish she was here and we're very sad about it. We're not mad at her. No. (laughs) No. I mean, we totally understand. We're just very upset that she's not here because we miss her and we love her commentary. Yes. It's necessary. It is necessary. Like we said, to keep us on track because (laughs) otherwise we're just all over the place. So... um.
0: So yeah, hopefully she'll be with us for, we review the reviews. And I don't think we have anything. Do we have anything planned after that? We don't have anything no. specifically planned after that. No, no. And um, we have one more week after that, that Tara's not going to be with us. Right. That we knew. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you guys have any ideas, send them our way. Sue said she wanted to be a, a... yeah guests on the show so sue this is the perfect time if you want to contact us and let us know what you want to talk about yep um and then we're going to go on break we have a couple of episodes to play for you during that Mm -hmm. and then we'll be back after the new year Yep. but until then hopefully tara gets better yes we know you're listening tara and we wish you well
1: get better soon well, we'll probably talk to her before she hears this, but... Well, yes,
0: but, you know, just trying to make that symbolic gesture on the podcast, but fine, you know, I mean, sure. Never mind, Tara, you've already talked to us. <laughs> no, <fine>. Sorry.
1: Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, you know, this doesn't drop till Saturday, right? I'm sure we'll talk to her before then.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we will, but... <laughs> oh my God! Anywho, it's, uh, late, y'all, it's late for for Jen. So, um you know, again, contact us on any of our social medias. Uh, we got them all. Send us uh, an email at death dot com. Hopefully, it won't go into the uh, you know the spam spam folder, folder this time. Call the uh, number. Call the Unless number, Julie. Uh, two zero five four seven six two seven five three call the number and leave us a message tell us how to pronounce your name (laughs) everybody call everyone call so uh that's it so until next week this is aj yeah i'm jen and we'll see you then bye guys bye thank you for listening to podcast in death If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcasts in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery, and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the In-Death fandom at large. Podcast In-Death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo and is available on Shutterstock.com. This episode and all of our previous episodes are available at PodcastInDeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at podcastanddeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcast and Death on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205 476 2753. That spells out 2054 Rourke. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking at you.